amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Daddy versus Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, everybody? Sebastian Maniscalco here with pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen. Today, another amazing episode. I hope you guys have been enjoying what we've been doing because we certainly have been having a ball. We got a kid. 21 months, doesn't want to sleep in the crib. He's sleeping with the parents. Find out what I have to say about that. What else do we got today? We have a dad of a newborn who just wants to know, what does the baby see? When do they see him? Great question. We have uh, home remedies, Eastern versus Western medicine, parents versus grandparents. And we're going to talk about, uh, you know, are we lying to our kids about Santa Claus? Are we lying? Is it healthy to lie to me? couple white lies here and there throughout life. Not going to hurt anybody. But we'll find out today on Daddy vs. Doctor. Hey, Dr. Sebastian. How's it How going? going? Just finished dinner. Sorry. Oh, what you uh, eat? Uh, corn chowder. And then uh, shared food for the kids because they're picky eaters, which I probably should have wrote in about, but I didn't. Yeah, that's so. what we'll talk about. Well, yeah, no, we, let, let, let's let's stay here for a minute on the picky eater thing because uh, this is an issue that I could relate to. How old are the kids? Uh, 11, 8, and 6. 11, 8, and 6. So when you make dinner for them, do you make one dinner as far as the type of food and they all like all have chicken, all have steak, or does one kid like chicken, other kid likes grilled cheese? Are you making three separate meals? Uh, they all like different things. Tonight was more of a uh, charcuterie, so to speak. Uh, wow. You know, meat, cheese, grapes, strawberries, everything like that. So they all just pick, but, but I try to stick to one meal for them um, and then one meal for my wife and I because they don't eat corn chowder or chili or any of that stuff. Okay, so Product. what is, what is probably close this whole thing. I don't remember being this picky yeah. as a kid. The only thing I didn't like was liver on Friday. Oh, my mother no, made like liver for some reason. I hated it, but she's like, you need the iron. Other than that, my kids, I don't want this. I don't want that. I thought my kids were going to be an unbelievable eaters yeah. because they were eating everything when they were really small. And you're on the move. On the move. <laughs> getting a second bowl of chowder. What, <laughs> what are you getting robbed? He's getting robbed. You're running in the basement. What is this, a safe room? <laughs> this is a safe room. This is where we come for tornadoes. Um, no, uh, they, I got, my 11-year-old likes the DJ, so he's got DJ music going on upstairs. My little guy's playing hockey. Uh, okay, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. The poor man owns the home, yeah, right. And he's in the he's, tornado he's, shelter. He's got to go in the tornado shelter to take a call. 
Growing up, my dad would have told me, get in the basement or stop doing the DJ thing. I'm on the call. What happened to us? Did you? Oh, my God. Did you have choices? When we go back to the food, you didn't have choices. Yeah, I didn't have choices. That's the difference. Yeah, I got what, what, what was on the table. Right. If or I didn't eat it, it. I, that was it. So we, I mean, we do it wrong in my house. My wife, I feel bad. She's a short order cook. Four people, four different meals. Yeah. Usually, I mean, the same thing as my wife. But the, and the girls, one's ordering from this place, one ordering from this place. Um, we, yeah, we do it totally wrong. Because in theory, it should be we made these three or four things. And if you want it, great. And if you don't, all right, come back when you're hungry. Yeah. And then you start them early with a lot of variety. So hopefully they gain a palate and they want to try new things and instill in them. I mean, thankfully, kids grow off sunlight and air, right? Yeah. So, so uh, now that you're in I the mean, dark, did you have a specific question? Beautiful ring uh, light, by the way. Have, no, this is this is just the hallway light. It's no, yeah, the, I uh, know. It's boob light. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so my six-year-old has been sleeping on the floor for the past nine months. Um, no issues. Sleeps great. Yeah. As you know, right next to his bunk bed, he shares a room with his eight-year-old brother and the eight-year-old passes out in four and a half minutes. The little guy just one day wanted to sleep on the floor and has been steadfast and sleeping on the floor since. And I can't figure it out. Uh, he's, he's a big fan of like the living room sleepover. He really gets pumped up for you and nobody else likes them. And I'm the one who winds up sleeping out there with him. Um, I mean, we all do, but they trickle into their bedrooms. Um, but I don't know, like. You see a problem? Yeah. You see? It? No, I mean probably late night DJing. But no, <laughs> no, I, I don't see a problem. He wants to sleep on the floor. Let him sleep on the floor. I mean, kids, you know, they like things that make them feel comfortable. Kids build forts. They use their imagination. It sounds like this is just a place that it's his place and he's comfortable. So if it's not hurting anybody else in the house, I don't have a problem with it. Do you? Where, where do you sleep? Uh, uh, ah, yeah, I, I, no, I sleep on the bed. Uh, in the bed. Uh, I wouldn't see a problem with the kids sleeping on the floor. I mean, if, like you said, if it's where he feels most comfortable, why not let him sleep there? I think the fear a lot of parents might have and looking at that behavior is like, okay, that's kind of not what the norm is. People are sleeping in beds and he's on the floor. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. I, why? Do you have a problem? I have no problems with it. I mean, he sleeps fine. He's the third child. He's tough. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's difficult. He's stubborn. So, we're just like, all right. Yeah, you know, I think, I think we pick our battles, more. and that's a battle I wouldn't yeah, fight. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fight it. You know, right. I don't, I don't fight it. It's just, it's like, all right, well, eventually it'll grow out of it, I guess. But um, for now, he's he's on the floor. I yeah. guess they say sleeping on the floor helps your back, right? So maybe he's got a great back. When, <laughs> when he's eventually married, he'll grow out of it. He'll have to. Or maybe right. he'll when he gets married, he's gonna go floor. from the floor to the, the couch. couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But well, yeah, all uh, right. One other um, was was wipes, baby wipes. There's no issue. Like all the kids like wiping their asses with wipes. This is normal, right? I use them. Is okay. that too much information? No. Well, no. I mean, here's 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 one though. Here's one. So we've been using wipes. You know, we got a five year old and a three year old. There was some uh, plumbing issues, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Plumber came over and said, "Yeah, you're not supposed to be putting wipes." down the toilet it clogs the drain all right so my question to the plumber was what am i gonna do wipe my oh, ass no. and then throw it in the garbage no they're, they're supposed to dissolve it says no. on it plumber friendly no they're, they're, mine they're, say plumber friendly if you cleared out the drains in your house yeah. 
you would see a huge amount of wipes. How it's, often are you guys in the bathroom? Maybe we're we're in there a lot, yeah. especially especially me. I live issue. in there. I know. Um, so as far as the kids using it, yeah, I don't have a problem. No problem with no. it. No. All right. Yeah. Go. I I like this. I I hope you're safe. Wipe away, bro. Yeah. No, we're safe. It's just there's a lot of leaves outside. I was I was I was blowing them all and raking them and mowing over them today. It was uh. It's, I'm in Connecticut, so New England uh, fall is, is in full effect now. So oh, yeah. Zillion leaves. Oh, yeah. Well, go rake your leaves, bro. Thanks for calling, and uh, thanks, for some, thanks for some tips on the charcuterie plate. <laughs> Talk uh, to you later. So, yeah, now this, uh, I don't know, anything out of the ordinary, people think mm, something's wrong. Yeah. Maybe that, not that guy, but I don't know. If I saw Serafina sleeping on the floor, I'd say get up and get in the bed. No? Yeah, you would. And she'd probably do it. <laughs> no, but you know, to your point, I think a lot of these calls, right? People just want to know, is it okay? Yeah. And most of the time it is, thankfully. Yeah. And there are times to worry and times not to. Sleeping on the floor for a little while, probably just a face. Sleeping on, sleeping on the floor never hurt anybody. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right, what's up, guys? Give us a second. We're going to go set up downstairs with Squire. <laughs> it doesn't have to be quiet. This is what we do. Yeah, this is this is Dr. Cohen's life. So I didn't even hear a baby crying. <laughs> How old's the baby? She's two months as of yesterday. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We had it on the... Um, in the waiting room for a while and we were eating dinner and we we're like let's just wait for it to come on and surprise us there <laughs> down in the basement. yeah we've talked to a lot of people as soon as they get the call they run into the basement like it's like their safe place yeah yeah <laughs> so congratulations on on the newborn two months uh so what's the question today so yeah we're uh new parents. So I have a 22 month old little boy. His name is Lennox. I'm going to say his name. I watched a podcast before you asked somebody their name. They were like, Whoa, I'm <laughs> um, I, uh, we also have, have a, a two week old girl in Vienna. Um, great kids, you know, and we're, we're our main problem right now. I hate to say, you know, my kid has a problem, but basically they're, he, uh, he, he doesn't like the crib. You know, he's just very like I watched episode three. And when I saw the guy with the sleeping issue, I'm like, oh, great. He's kind of has the same problem as I do. I'm never going to get on the show. <laughs> but uh, he is petrified of the crib. So it's just like it's not about putting him down. It, you know, he, the minute he sees it, it's just like he starts crying. Um, so uh, therefore, he sleeps in our bed, yeah, and he doesn't usually go to sleep till like 9 30 or 10. Yeah, so there's that too. So it's like this is gotta be hard so with a, a newborn, night. right? You're up, you're up with a two month old every couple hours, so you guys are getting no sleep. Yeah. You look good for no sleep. <laughs> well, because I don't have my husband bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so kid doesn't want to go in the crib, yeah. cries, what have you. Just hearing that, yeah. I say you go, you still go in mm-hmm. the crib, mm-hmm. even though he's gonna cry and it's gonna it's, it's gonna sound like hell, yeah. right? And then, and then this is my head. This is yeah. believe me. This is not this. I my information is not backed by any type of medical research. This is just my <laughs> own opinion. Puts him in the bed, cries. Yeah. Keep doing that. Yep. It will then go away. Yeah. It, no, I think I think you're right. Honorary doctorate, we'll give you. That's it. Um, no, I, I think if you're up for it, especially with a two month old, and you're going to be up every couple hours, and you need to get some sleep. It may involve some yeah. sleep training. I don't think he's, you know, petrified of the crib in the sense of like it's a s- scary place. He just mm. prefers the comfort of being with you. So he knows if he screams, he gets what he wants, which is being in bed with you, which makes it hard. So there's a couple ways of sleep training at this age. Um, and I recommend doing it before he gets into a big boy bed because then, you know, we're roaming the house and we're, uh, you know, climbing out windows you have the baby jail for you now so, the- so don't do the the converter for the you know the toddler because i was about to do that i was like maybe i make it like a safe place yeah i, I think it's going to be harder to sleep train when he's able to get out of the bed so you know mm-hmm. at the, there was a point he was sleeping in the crib right he was yeah and you know what i think it was it was our fault you know at 2 a.m you have what your baby book brain yep. says and then what your tired brain says. hundred percent. And my tired brain says, I'm going to just bring him in the bed because he falls back asleep and we're all going to sleep. And that was it. Right. Versus, Short, you know, we, we rock him this, and right? soothe them and throw him back in there and have him to wake up again. <laughs> yeah. Short, short-term gain so, because you just want some sleep and long-term like this misery. Yeah, so, you know, the, yeah, the so then way- it, it eventually turned into, we just skipped the crib part and he just came right into our bed and look if if you don't mind him in bed with you and now it's stuck yeah i mean look as a parent if you don't mind your child in bed with you and you and they're sleeping well and you want that there's nothing wrong with that there are families who like that i wake up with a foot in my face if you you don't want that then you got to do some version of sleep training and it's exactly what you said bedtime routine in the crib He's screaming. You're going to go in at intervals. We've talked about this five minute interval, 10 minute interval, 15, but you're going in till he falls asleep. And if he does in the middle of the night, you're doing that again, but he can't get picked up or into your room for that 10 hour block at night. Otherwise that's going to fuel him crying. So he has to learn to self-soothe. The other way of doing it, that's a quick way. It will take two or three nights and it's going to be miserable as a parent to listen to and really, really hard, but it works. The longer way is you're going in there every time he cries and you're sitting next to him and you're holding his hand, um, which sometimes work. And then you gradually move yourself further from him, move halfway across the room, move in the doorway. The problem with that process, it takes a long time. And usually as long as he can see you, he's screaming bloody murder for you. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very transparent with you. Get the kid out of the bed right now. Get him in the, cr- get, get him in the crib because 22 months is going to be three years, yeah. going to be four years, and you're yeah. going to have a nine-year-old sleeping in your bed. Uh, and and how do you get rid of that? It's harder. So, so <laughs> I know, and and you gave me the best advice. the The kid ain't hurt. You know he's safe. He's in the crib. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with him. Yeah. He's just crying. 
So you 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 go to sleep, you shut it out, and and, and it's going to be miserable because we did it yeah. for three nights, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be smooth sailing. Yeah. But the more you put the kid in the bed, he ain't going to want to go back in the crib because right. he's learning. No, he's getting what no, he, he wants. loves the Tempur-Pedic. You know, yeah. he's used to it. No, I know. Yeah. You, you find whatever <laughs> interval you feel comfortable checking on him. The longer, yeah. the better, and teach him that for this ten-hour block, he doesn't get what he wants. In the essence of in your bed, he has to sleep in his own bed, his own room through the night. And honestly, he's going to be a better sleeper. You're going to be a better sleeper. And you can tend to the two-month-old. And if this continues, you're going to have a, a two-month-old in your bed uh, soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I know a family right now that all five of them sleep together. <laughs> you just get a bigger bed. Yeah, they, they had a custom-made bed yeah. built built to, for five. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I could offer you any advice here, I think you got to cut this now because the longer it goes on, the harder it's going to be. And we know it's not easy. We both went yeah. through this. I mean, I got called yeah. names by my yeah. wife, and it was horrible. But my girls have been good sleepers, yeah. and everybody's happier once it happens. But he's going to go so leave the house and go to college one way or the other. To so. make the crib a little more enticing at night. Like, should it be completely pitch black? Or should we do a little nightlight, maybe a little music? Like, so if he wakes up in the you middle of the night. You can do any of those like, things, but I don't think that's huh. the reason he's screaming. He's screaming solely no. to get you to pick him up and take him uh, in your bed. You could put yeah. Moulin Rouge in there and he's still going to cry because it's not you. I don't even know what that meant. Well, yeah. I don't know. I got it. So, anyway. uh, All right, guys. Thanks for the call. We all really right, appreciate it. Thank you so much. No really problem. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you so much. You got it. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Take care. Even even on things like this, they just want somebody to tell tell them it's okay to let their child be in the crib. Yeah, no, right. I mean that's what you're just looking for. Uh, uh, someone like yourself who's been there, done that. Yeah. Not only as a parent, but as a doctor, it's okay yeah. to leave the kid cry. You would do soundproof room, headphones, and I'll see you in the morning. That's one thing I really I really stuck to though. Growing up, or growing up, when the kids were that age. We knew if we went in there yeah. and we constantly pacified them that it was going right. to be a, a, a huge, huge deal. So we were really diligent about not going in there and, and letting them cry themselves to sleep. As rude as that Such might sound. A tough father. That's wow. It. Laying school. down the hammer. <laughs> the hammer. Oh, what's up, bro? Hi. Oh, wait, wait, should we whisper? No, she's already up. Oh. <laughs> she's beautiful. How old is she? Uh, eight weeks. Wow. I love seeing the dads with the, the, the newborns. Oh, yeah. Is this your first baby? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Congrats, man. You look you look very happy. I, yeah, I am. She's great. What's, <laughs> Cranky uh, right now. What's, uh, what's the question today? So I don't have, uh, well, first of all, big fan of the show. It's obviously very timely for me, and it's been a fun way to kind of engage with fatherhood, but I don't, we don't have an issue necessarily, but I've noticed when hanging out with our friends, they all want to know 
can she see me? Can she, what's she looking at? And I don't think she's ever looking at them. I think she's got like a light behind them that she's <laughs> picking up on. So I, I'm just kind of curious what like the normal uh, development of eyesight looks yeah. like and maybe even how to know if there's a problem, even though I don't think there is one. Um, but like, you know, just what, what does normal look like such for great, the development? That's a great question. Yeah. That's great. What so, do you think? Eight weeks, uh-huh. do I think the kid could see sh- people? Yeah. I'm going to say they could see a shape. I don't know if they could see a nose, eyes. I just think they see something in mm. front of them. I don't know if it's... He just picks up this information through osmosis. He's exactly right. So, you know, the first the first couple months of life, you don't have good acuity, seeing things well. You see things best about 6 to 18 inches. She sees okay. you across the room, but she recognizes, like, your shape, your smell, your voice. But you're not, like, a perfect image to her. Usually at two months developmentally as a pediatrician, one thing we ask you is, is the baby smiling? Is there a social smile? Did she smile to something that you did? And the reason we're asking that is not to see if you're funny. It's actually the first time we can tell if a child can see because they're responding to something you do with an interaction or a smile. So that's why the social smile at two months is so important. And when we don't see that, and again, it could come a month later, but if we don't see that, then we wanna look into that more. At two months, you're right. Milestones are very fleeting. They're usually like staring right through you, glazed over a cross-eyed, up at a light or a ceiling fan in those first couple months. And by two months, you want to see the smile. You want to see them watching you briefly, like from here to here. And that's sort of what they're doing visually. But it's, it's very fleeting, right? It's like, and then they're all over the place. By four months, that's when your vision is much better. By four months, you have driving vision, 2060 vision. They Which could, is what you need to drive a car, a four-month-old. They could drive a four-month-old. Like a four-month-old could drive a car, right? right? So what happens is your brain, it's so cool how it develops and with vision. At three months, they can track across a room 180 degrees horizontally. By four months, they learn to vertically track toys. So a fun thing to do with her at two months is she'll look at your face, show her a flashlight, move the flashlight all around, she'll stare right at you. She doesn't care about that light moving all over her face. At four months, do the same thing. We do this in the office. Everywhere that light goes, she follows it because she can see it in all different directions now. Wow. So it's cool. Yeah. Wow. So it really gets so much better between zero and four months. That's, that's good to know. And you kind of answered this. I'm assuming when she's looking at lights above my head, if I'm holding her, it's not that damaging because she's not like, no. obviously I don't hold her right up to a light. But Yeah. And if it bothers she, her, she... No turn away or close her eyes, but no, it doesn't hurt. They just like the the sight. Yeah. Right. What were you going to say? Uh, hearing on, uh, on a kid. Is, is, is hearing right out of the gate, or mm-hmm. is that something that develops over time? No, right out of the gate, because we do a newborn hearing screen on all babies born um, to make sure that they are hearing, because if they're not, or you detect that there could be an issue, if you intervene early, it helps their development in their speech. If you don't catch it in time, it can lead to long-term developmental delays. Here's a question, yeah. and I did a joke about this. When uh, Serafina was born, they're like, okay, we're gonna test the hearing. And I'm like, all right, how do we test the hearing on a newborn? It's like, well, you're not ringing a bell, and she's gonna go, yep, that's it. <laughs> how do they 
test hearing in kids that they, they're not giving any feedback. You lift up their arm for them. No. <laughs> Um, no, there's a couple of different ways, but the one they often use in the hospital and they put these little sensors on the head, they're like these little stickers and that it, it basically detects sound waves. Oh, that's how they do it. Wow. Yeah. Very fancy. We're very Who knew? Fancy. Who yeah. knew? So. Well, thanks brother. Hey. Uh, we wish you the best of luck with the little baby and, uh, she'll see you soon. Thank you both. Hey. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks. Man. Take care. See, I love that because it's just a dad who's like staring at his daughter and he's like, hey, I'm wondering about seeing. It's funny to see that because it takes me back to that time. And I don't know if you've ever had this. It makes me want to have another kid. Uh, just just seeing that. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I missed, not that I missed, but I didn't appreciate it enough. And looking back, I go, oh, it was was I there enough? Did I do enough? Or did I enjoy that moment enough? And seeing that, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go home and tell Lana, get, get in the bed. But then you, get, uh, but then you get home and you're like, yeah, we shouldn't have it. And then I get home and I, hear, and, I, and I hear the kids and I'm like, another one? Forget it. It goes uh, so fast. It does go fast. And I just want to, all those parents that are listening out there to enjoy every moment of parenting, no matter how hard or how stressful it might be, I mean, you're going to have times like I'm having right now, looking back on that going, wow, eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, just the smell. I could even, like, just the smell of it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, and the, the little feet and the this and the coochie-coo and the whole thing. And, and next thing you know, they're whatever, you know, 18 and getting a condom bag. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hi. Hi, hi, how are you? Oh, we're good. We're talking to uh, parents today and uh, and uh, having a ball over here. What's going on over there? Um, well, I just missed the good lighting, so thanks. Oh. <laughs> you had the best lighting to date. Everybody else has been in a basement, so yeah. you're one step ahead. Uh, that's good. You might hear some sirens and stuff. I live downtown Chicago, so there's a lot of sirens uh. that happen. All right, I, I'm okay. from Chicago, so I'm very familiar with sirens in the city, especially in Chicago <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah. um, so what's I live the, next to Northwestern, so that's why. Oh, okay. Are you? Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the question today? So it's more so advice that I need. Um, I'm a new mom. I have a 16 month old son. And, you know, I had a pandemic baby, so that was fun to navigate. But I'm trying to help my family, particularly my parents, this is their first grandchild, navigate the difference between Western medicine, science, and old Persian wives' tales. Having some trouble with that. Um, my mom likes to say, you know, put an evil eye above your son's crib. That'll keep him safe. And I'm like, Mom, I think I... Maybe a humidifier, maybe <laughs> something that's not ELI. So I'm having some having some troubles uh, getting them on board with science. Um, yeah. So any advice, Sebastian? I know you're Italian. I'm sure yeah. you guys have some uh, old wives' tales you follow. 
we had a horseshoe over the door to get rid of bad spirits and the evil eye. I didn't know what was going on. There was a full-blown horseshoe over my door. I'm like, what, what's the, what is this? And then that was for protection. Hmm. Now, uh, I don't think, and listen, I love the old school mentality, and I think you could learn a lot from your parents, your grandparents, because today... A lot of the times you go to a doctor and you get the advice from the doctor because the doctor now has been really accessible to the families. Whereas when we were growing up, you only went to the doctor when you were about to die. Now, back in the day, my mother asked her mother, what did you do? What's good? Because mothers were all knowing. Yeah. And they, they gave a lot of great information, and they still do. Family was community. Yeah, family was community. Now, you know, you have the old school Persians who are trying to say, don't worry about it, or do this, or do that. I don't know. I, I feel like the Persian community is very similar to the Italian community where they're probably using a lot of food to get rid of fevers or or what have you. I just, re- I just remember... You know, growing up, there was, uh, there was uh, you know, potatoes. There was, like, on my head. There was, uh, it, it was just a lot of unconventional methods. Onions and socks. There is garlic dipped in honey on a full moon. You dance around it three times. It's just. Wow. I, yeah. you know and what? That's, how, that's how you come back flu season. Right. But, you know, I think there's a way to marry the two right? yeah. without upsetting everybody as long as it's safe. You know, putting it, hanging an evil eye isn't hurting anybody except the decor, maybe, if you don't like it. Um, but if they want to put the baby in an alcohol bath, that could be dangerous. So I think there's some old wives' tales that maybe we don't want to do for safety reasons and other things we're not harming. And I don't know. You're right. I'm more Western trained. I don't know a lot of the Eastern remedies. And I always tell people, when you come to me with those, as long as I know I'm not causing harm, why not? My father had cancer when I was in med school and he drank four cups of green tea every single day. They told him he had a very small chance of making it and he made it and he believes the green tea cured his cancer. I don't know, but he survived. So there are, you know, there are things to this, you know, the Jews, we matzo ball soup cures everything, the nutrients, things like that. So if it's not harmful, I don't see a problem with it, but it's finding that way to marry the two and I guess not upset the grandparents as much, right? So why are you telling your mother, your parents, we got it, we're okay, we don't need your advice or how how you tap dancing around this? Um. As nicely as I can. So my parents live in Canada. I live here in Chicago because my husband. So they're not always around the grand, which can be heard. But um, it's mostly tried to, you know, bring science into it. And they're like, science, like, what's what's that? Yeah. So especially going to flu season, my son, knock on wood, hasn't really been getting sick. But now, you know, seasons are changing. He's way more active, has way too much energy. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, how much of Western medicine can I throw in their face? But really some of that crap that they say works. So how do I, how do I not? But, but your mom and you're, you're in charge and you can, I, I think there's like, you could say something like, listen, I want to protect my child from the flu by giving them a flu shot. I'm making an example, just like you want me to dance around in a full moon, which I'm happy to do also because maybe they both can help. And just like I'm, 
appeasing you, I think there are some things you can appease me as well. And I think that's fair. It shouldn't be right that, you know, it's all of one or the other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think if you could incorporate both worlds, I think you'll be better off. Because like you're saying, a lot of these old methods, they actually work or they're designed to maybe get your mind off what's actually happening. You know, like yeah. sock and garlic and whipping it around the room. Yeah. Who am maybe I to say it doesn't work? <laughs> Maybe it gets your mind off what's actually going on. I don't know. I think if you marry both of them together, I think you'll have a wonderful experience. Uh, but don't alienate uh, either one. For sure. For sure. Thanks well, for coming on. Thanks really for coming on. The call. That was a good one. Thank you so much. Yeah. No problem. If my, mom, if my mom gets mad at me, I can send her to you guys. Yeah. Done. Have her call next actually, week. We would like that. That's good. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This goes to just reiterate how we definitely should have grandma on and mom on and see the differences. And this spawned for me a couple of questions that are, uh, I don't know, old wives tales or things that happened growing up. And I want to get your take on this. Growing up, mm -hmm. my mother said, don't walk around without any socks mm -hmm or shoes in the house because the the floor was cold mm -hmm. and you would catch a cold yeah. from having <laughs> no socks on any truth to that no i mean it's sort of the idea of like going outside with wet hair yeah you, it gives you a cold how do you get sick you get sick by being exposed to viruses or bacteria so i always sort of give the analogy if i if you came out of the shower with wet hair and i put you in a bubble that's perfectly quarantined without any infections, you're not going to get sick from it. So mm -hmm. it's really not that. I mean, you can make an argument, yeah, lowering your immune system and exposing you, but in general, no, those things aren't going to make you more sick. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but the, I, like, I like these topics because I think we battle a lot. I think you made a really great point about how we grew up now that our community is the internet and what we see on TV and people miles and miles away where growing up our community was that inner circle of people that you had direct contact on a daily basis yeah and that's all you knew and so with this new way of doing it with everybody spread out it also creates a lot of anxiety because you're getting so much more information from all different places it's hard to weed through it yeah when you lived in the neighborhood you called four or five different neighbors yeah. and one of them their kid had what your kid had and they'd said, you know, lay them on the floor and do whatever. And, and you know, you, you kind of felt like, oh, okay, comfort in the fact that they went through it across the street and the kid lived. But like you say now, everybody goes to the internet and everybody goes to the doctor and, and, and there's a lot of confusion. Yeah. So if you're learning anything from this, move back into a neighborhood, get yourself a community and stop going online. I like that. What's going on during the holiday season? People are going shopping, they're getting gifts, they're uh, having parties. It's a fun time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's what we're doing. Although Lana is Jewish, we do still celebrate mm-hmm. with a Christmas tree. And what, do you have a Christmas tree, by the we way? We do a Christmas tree. But my, my wife's Catholic. Yes. But Christmas is fun. Yeah. My girls, yeah. They like both because it just means more presents. More presents. So, yeah. so here's the thing. There are some people out there that believe if you lie to your kids yeah. about Santa Claus that it's damaging to them in the long run. Mm-hmm. Now, you being a pediatrician over the last 20 years, have you heard about this, A, or, and, and B, well, first I want to ask, what age do kids stop believing in Santa Claus that, that you've seen? I know. I, I think it really varies depending on the child and their maturity and also when they really don't want to believe anymore you know a lot of people hold on to beliefs even though they know in the back of their head oh there's really not a tooth fairy there's really not a santa claus but it's fun to believe it's fun to use our imaginations which i think this really is more than lying to our kids it's part of normal development to use our imagination and make up stories and it's really i think when you look back people most people have fond memories of those stories i mean let me turn it back on you in your adult life, how many people have you interacted with that have told you, you know, because my parents told me there was an Easter bunny or Santa Claus or a tooth fairy, I can't believe anything they tell me because they were lying to me all those. Have you ever no, come no, across no. that person? No. Right. Either have I. And I understand that's what's said, but I also see the other side where we look back at these stories and in our childhood with a lot of fond thoughts. And there was actually a study on this where they did look back and most people recalled, even though knowing their parents lied to them, they looked back fondly on those memories, not negatively. I I think it's a fun thing for kids to believe. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, However, I think uh, parents, particularly today, are leaning heavily on Santa Claus and now recently Elf on the Shelf for uh parenting um uh, for example and and i've had an argument about this with my wife lana in april she's going santa's watching you right and in my opinion i'm like you don't bring santa into the equation until shortly after thanksgiving because if you bring it in at april you got really no you know, like after in May, they're like, all right, is he really watching? <laughs> it's eight months away. Uh, I thought she brought it in too early. But this elf on the shelf now has, has basically become a, like a discipline tool, mm-hmm. which I'm not really fond of. I'm not fond of giving an elf on my shelf this much power, power. in my house. <laughs> yeah. Right? And... And, and, and not that, you know, we, we joke about it, but there are some people out there that believe that you are corrupting your child's mind by telling them that there is uh, make-believe. And even my own daughter, who's five and a half, I think she thinks there's no Santa. Yeah. She's like, Daddy, oh, it's just pretend. Not Santa, but mm-hmm. like she knows pretend right. over reality. But I think that's part of good normal development, part of that using the imagination, making up stories. And yeah, some five-year-olds are already like, this is all BS. Yeah. Um, other kids are much, much later are holding on to it and then find out from their friend in sixth grade, like, what, what do you mean there's no Santa Claus? They're yeah. doing it for everybody. Um, 
you know, using it for discipline, I think it's hard because I think most of us don't follow through, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to say something in May and then you're going to tell me they're going to be perfect till December or that they know, yeah. you know? So I think that's difficult. I mean, what, my daughter, I'm trying to think, Elf on a Shelf, I remember with my daughter, she started, you know how you're not supposed to move it, you know, because yeah, yeah. it loses its powers. And then she started moving it without us knowing. And then she came to us and said, I move it and nothing happened. So I know this isn't real. So like she outsmarted us and the elf on the shelf. Um, they haven't figured it out yet, huh? No, I, I, I don't think they figured it out. I, but I think Serafina is privy to that things are pretend. Mm-hmm. Although she asked if the Grinch was coming to the house this right. year because the Grinch showed up at her birthday party. Uh, or Caruso's birthday party. So I think there is some belief still there, yeah. and I want to, you know, yeah, hold on to that as fun. long as I possibly can. And then can. they see seven Santas, and then they're finally like, oh, and you're like, oh, but that's not the real Santa. That The other one's the real one. I know. I, that's what I thought. We go to the mall, and Santa's at the right. mall. But then we go to another mall, and Santa's yeah, at that mall. Santa's helpers. Yeah, but right. aren't they putting it together? Like, all right, but, how many places But you guys do elaborate. Your family, well, Lana and her family does elaborate elf on the shelves so yeah. I, maybe they're doing it more for themselves than the kids no, absolutely uh, i think my sister-in-law is doing it so she could show everybody look at what i do i'm so creative you could care two, two shits about what the kids think about it i'm just kidding heather relax um so that's our show today i gotta tell you a lot going on here today a lot of people in the basement a lot of people, a lot of people in, the in the basement we had a question today come in which i thought was fascinating and I hope you guys did too. In regards to when can an infant start seeing? We haven't we haven't got a question a like one. that. Yeah. Um, what else did we have on the show today? Do you know? If you don't, I, you know, I could come right what, back. What else? What else did, did we have? We had a guy talking about uh, food and picky eaters. Yes, that's right? true. Uh, mm-hmm. Which which was fascinating because my kids are picky eaters, and I'm wondering where they're oh, they're actually picking up from their mother because she's extremely picky oh we had a six-year-old who likes to sleep on the floor six-year-old who sleeps on the floor it's okay you want to sleep on the floor sleep on the floor and lastly do you have one i had one we had we had daddy versus grandparents which we're gonna we're gonna elaborate on in the future but the idea of you know parenting nowadays versus the olden days eastern versus western remedies which I think is is a hot topic these yeah, days. Yeah, guys, if, if you if you want to see an episode solely wrapped around like grandparents uh, coming on with their with their uh, son or daughter and having them kind of duel it out with what should be done in the parenting world, comment below. Let's get some interaction here, people. It's just not about Dr. Cohen and no. myself. It's about you as well. We read the comments, do we? Uh, no, but let's get <laughs> let's get parents and their parents, so parents and grandparents on. Yeah, let's bring up some topics. Let's see how each one can handle it. Let's have like a battle royale of families right before they get together for the holiday, so they're all talking Amen. to each other. Yeah. Amen. If you want to be a, a guest on this show, daddyversusdoctor.com. If you want to email us directly, daddyversusdoctor at gmail. Leave your uh, your uh, question or your concern, or if you need some advice in the email. Patrick will get back to you. Hopefully, we'll have you on the show. And until then, happy parenting.
The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.